happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene was good! But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What? I mean, that's that's all I got today. Who's who's taking over? Come on, I, I, I did guess, my part. I guess it's me. I guess I guess it's me. <laughs> all right. Well, then, what what show is this, and what do we do? This is. It could happen here. We talk about things being bad, and also what you can do about them. But this is a this is a things are bad episode, and not a what you can do about them episode. Specifically, this is part two of what I guess you could call our mini series on neoliberalism. And so, you know, yesterday we talked a lot about who the original neoliberals are. They, they, they have a bit of power in Germany in the 50s, but through the 50s and 60s and up to the 70s, they're kind of nobodies. They're, you know, they're, 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 they have a couple of think tanks, but they're kind of, they're kind of just siloed off in the corner and they yell at people and people kind of ignore them. And what they're waiting for essentially is the right crisis. And in the 1970s, they finally find that crisis. Now, I, I think it, it's kind of hard to remember in a lot of ways because of how the 80s went. But in the, in the early 1970s, things are not looking good for capitalism. I mean, you have, so you know, Allende wins his election in 1970. Uh, we'll talk yep. about what happened there in another episode. But, you know, it, it's, it's not just that. In, in, in 1940, uh, 1974, well... So through the, through the whole early 1970s, uh, Amilcar Carbril is just absolutely annihilating the Portuguese army, and he, you know, he he wins. He fights one of the, like one of history's greatest guerrilla wars, and this basically destroys the entire Portuguese state and causes the Carnation Carnation Revolution. The Portuguese colonies get free. The Derg takes power in Ethiopia, and then 1975, the North Vietnam just wins the like the war in Vietnam. And now, you know, the product of this is that. Cambodia falls, Laos falls. There's now there's five socialist states in East and East Asia, in Southeast Asia, and you know also Mongolia, but nobody really cares about them. And 
as as all of this is happening, as these sort of as the anti-colonial armies are sort of marching their way through the world, there's an enormous economic crisis, and you know, I mean, there, there's a lot of things happening at the same time. One of the ones I think is probably the thing, the thing that people remember the most is there's just unbelievable inflation, and you know, and and economic growth starts to slow down. Although, some, something I think that we do need to keep in mind is that when I say economic growth slows. So economic growth from like from 1967, 1969 to 1979 is about 3.2%. Um, from 2000 to 2007, it was 2.3% in the US. And so, you know, when, when I say there's an economic crisis going on here, like economic growth in the 70s is better than any decade since, but it's still considered the crisis decade because there's much inflation. And, you know, everyone has their own theory as to why this is happening, because the, the the sort of Keynesians who who've been in power, whose thing is, oh well, we can you know if if there's ever an economic crisis, we can sort of we can spend money and that you know then the government spending money will drag everyone out of the crisis. But in Keynesian theory, like there's not supposed to be inflation if, like if if unemployment is increasing and there's an economic crisis, there's not supposed to be inflation. And suddenly there's both. And so the Keynesians have nothing, and they're sort of just running around, like just with like basically like chickens with their head cut off, going, oh god, we have no idea what's happening. We don't know what's happening. And so in, into this gap steps a bunch of weirdos. And so I'm, I'm just going to, I'm going to go through a few of the theories as to why this crisis happened, because I don't know. And I think there's elements of truth in most of the stories ish kind of, but you know, it, it's, this is extremely complicated and there's still no consensus on it. So I'm, I'm going to start with the most crank which is uh so so the 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 the, the Ron Paul people whole thing is yeah uh, every everything went to shit and has been shit ever since because the US abandoned the gold standard and like they're right to the extent that this happened so basically Nixon's been trying to pay for the Vietnam war and he can't and you know the the US dollar has been pegged to a certain amount of gold right and you can do this thing where if you get it, if you have an American dollar you can exchange it for that amount of gold and so uh Charles de Gaulle just is like okay, we're just gonna, we're going to take all of this gold, and so he does, and the U.S. starts running out of gold, and so by 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 in the early seventies, Nixon is like, "Fuck this! You can't actually exchange dollars for gold anymore." And now every single libertarian starts every rant with fiat currency. But you know, th- this 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 does have an effect on the economy, which we'll talk about more in the bit. Um, th- there's you know, th- there, there's there's a lot of other explanations for this. Um. The modern monetary theory people, if you listen to them, and also Peter Thiel, weirdly, uh, will argue, oh, it's all because of the oil shock, because oil prices increased. Uh, neoliberals will spend... Neoliberals, essentially, they, they blame too much government spending, welfare programs, and then like, wages being too high, and also bad monetary policy. There's, like, an entire... There's, there's like, 17 different Marxist explanations for it, some of which are... I'll talk about like one and a half of them um, that are more plausible. One of the explanations has to do with how essentially, so the other thing that's happening in the 1670s is that minorities and women are entering the workplace and they're, you know, actually demanding to be paid the wages that white men have been being paid and corporations essentially just can't afford this. And so, you know, they, they have two choices. It's either we pay these people actual wages or we just murder everyone. And they uh, took the second one. So it's something that, that has also been happening through this whole period is that 
profit rates of manufacturing just keep collapsing. And there, there's, there's a whole thing here about some Marxist theory stuff. But the thing that's important is that, that and this, this does happen in the 70s, eventually you hit a point where manufacturing growth becomes zero sum. And, you know, so you, you can have manufacturing growth in one country, but you can't have it in another because at, at a certain point, you're producing too much stuff and people start getting kicked out of the labor process. And this has a bunch of effects. One is it, has, it means you get a bunch of people who are unemployed. And two, it means that there's just a bunch of money floating around that nobody can actually invest in places. And this is, you know, like all, all of the weird stuff the Saudis do is just... is basically from this this money there's, a whole, there's these whole piles of oil money that are just sitting around that nobody can invest in anything and that's going to cause you know that 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 that, that that's, that's going to cause a lot of stuff down the road but for now yeah we'll, we'll talk about the debt crisis this causes sort of next episode but for now i'm going to try to pull all of these together and like have something have a coherent thing that makes sense which is Essentially, by, by the end of the 70s, profit rates are declining. And then Nixon pulls, you know, Nick, Nixon pulls the dollar off the gold standard. And this causes the value of the dollar to just plunge. And this, this is the thing that sets off the 1970s oil crisis. So the 1970s oil crisis is weird because it's not an oil crisis. Every, everyone looks at the oil crisis and goes, oh, it's an oil crisis. It's a crisis because there wasn't enough oil. And it, it's, it's not. It has nothing to do with that. It has literally nothing to do with supply of oil at all. What actually happens is that, so you, you have OPEC, right? OPEC is this sort of, is the alliance of oil producing cartels. Um, and they have this extremely complicated system where they, 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 they sell oil to oil companies and then the oil companies sell that oil, they refine it and sell it to you. And they have this incredibly convoluted tax structure on it. And eventually, so the, the oil companies are having an, like the price of oil starts to rise and the oil companies are basically just taking it all off the profit from this. And so OPEC goes, okay, you guys are going to pay taxes and the oil companies just refuse. And so OPEC just unilaterally just, you know, OPEC just unilaterally is like, okay, you guys are going to pay taxes and we're going to make you pay taxes by, inc by just increasing the price that we sell you oil at. And this gets remembered as like OPEC increasing the price of oil, even though it was literally just them saying you're going to pay taxes. Now, this is the part that's very weird, which is that, okay, so I don't know, if, if, you, if you two heard of the oil crisis, like the story. Oh, yeah, the yeah, crisis. yeah. I mean, I, 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 the way it's always gone in textbooks is you talk about like the stagflation of the 70s and the fucking, you know, lines of, of cars at gas stations going back blocks because of OPEC fuckery. And yeah, that's how it's always framed is that like there is this big uh, political crisis over OPEC that led to the gas supply getting throttled and it came at a time when the economy had already slowed down and everything got terrible and then a few years later we got RoboCop. Yeah, well we we did get RoboCop, but the the, the important Ro thing about yeah. the story is that every single thing about that story is wrong. Every part of it. The, well, I mean the, there were lines at gas stations. Yeah, yeah, I mean there there are lines yeah. at gas stations, but the lines at the gas stations have literally nothing to do with OPEC. There's just nothing. So on October 16th, 19, 1973, the Arab members of, of OPEC are like, fuck it, we're going to make the oil companies pay more for oil. And then the rest of, rest of OPEC follows them. Now, two days later, or is it, yeah, the, the next day, there is a completely unrelated thing 
to all of this, which is that while while this is going on, the Yom Kippur War starts, and so Egypt and Syria attack Israel, um, basically attack the Israel occupation forces in their country, and the the war is going really badly for them. They're, I mean, it's, it's I mean it's not going it's not going as badly as like the previous wars had gone for the Arab powers, but it's not going great. And so on October seventeenth, uh, six Arab oil producing countries declare that they're they're cutting the amount of oil they export by five percent per month until Israel returns its territories. I had occupied since 1967, and they have an embargo on the U.S. But, and this, this is the very important part, this has nothing to do with OPEC. This is not OPEC at all. It's not, this, this, is, this, is, this is just a couple of random Arab countries are like, we're going to do this. And, you know, and, and I think, what, what I think is interesting about, Robert, what you were talking about is, is OPEC fuckery, you know, is, is how this gets remembered. And this, this is one of the things that, that neoliberals use to sort of push their model of the world, right? Which is that everything functions off of supply and demand and, oh, look, hey, the Arabs cut the supply of oil and that's why the prices rose. But it's just it's just wrong. It's empirically wrong. The price cut happened... I mean, the price increases happened the day before the the the, the oil... The, the, yeah, the, the, the price increases the day before the embargo. And the embargo and the oil price people are different groups. They have nothing to do with each other. But... You know this. This gets sort of system like this. This is this is how it's it's remembered, and and you know it's not even just how it's remembered. Like 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 the Encyclopedia Britannica has the date in which all of this stuff happens wrong. They have the sequence of events wrong. Like all, all of the like most of the people who write about this remember this whole thing wrong. And and this is this is part of the sort of an enormous propaganda effort that the neoliberals are able to do at this moment, which is they convince everyone that oh yeah the price increases and the, the gas specifically the gas shortages. Are, are are about OPEC, but again, also like the, the U.S. only imports like seven percent of its oil from from the countries who are doing the embargo at this point. So the, the actual thing that's going on has to do with price. It's, it's a weird thing it has to do with price controls and gas companies are hoarding gas because they don't want to sell it at price control levels and stuff like that. But you know the the, the oil price increases. You know, the, the, yeah, like it, it it is bad. Like the price of oil does go up, and there are shortages, but it it has nothing to do with like it has nothing to do with the embargo. It has nothing to do with, you know, th- like the supply of oil going down. It's just companies didn't want to pay taxes, and so they started hoarding the oil instead of selling it, and they passed the price, the tax increase on to the consumers instead of just paying it. Happy Pride from Tomboy X, celebrating Pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. 
Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Eugene Fodor! Gene, was booted. Much of the joy you will find on the road comes from the person you share it with. So you write the books, Gene, and Vlastar on the business. I understand now. It's a wise man who marries a wiser woman. But be careful and choose your travel partner well, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. Get down! I'm not stupid, Jean. Something is going on, and it's high time you tell me the truth. Freeze, Americano! Jean, run! So travel before it's too late. Your money will return. Your time won't. And we're all too quickly approaching that final destination. Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, I'm home. Everyone knows that it's dad's job to be a bit of a joker. Sorry I'm late, everyone. There was an accident at the factory. Monty fell into the upholstery machine. Don't worry, though. He's fully recovered. <sighs> Good one, Dad. <sighs> Did you get the pizza for dinner? So he likes to keep everyone happy with some dad jokes. Yep, right here. I had a coupon, and it saved me a lot of dough. Well, the truth is, Dad is just a fun guy. Hey, I'm not a mushroom. Please stop. Where does he get these stupid jokes from? He listens to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast. Oh, great. More dad jokes for me. We've delivered over 15,000 jokes to over 3 million listeners, and man, the postage fees are killing us. Listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And as we talked about before, once this sort of like tax increase goes that OPEC, that well, some of the OPEC countries want to do goes into place, like the price of oil does increase. And this does fuck the economy even more, but the economy had already been sort of a mess before this. And it has one other very important effect. And, and you know, this is, you know, I, I guess, I guess the, the theme of this episode is that the oil embargo matters, but the oil embargo matters because people think it matters, not because it did anything. And the other, so it matters in the U.S. because everyone thinks that oh, the, the scary Arab nations are coming for us. But it matters in the rest of the world because everyone else looks at this and goes, "Wait, hold on! You can actually use commodities. Essentially, you can use commodity prices in like com- countries that like have raw, you know, commodities can use this control to actually go fight." You know, to like to go fight the West and go fight the capitalists and go like you know get money for themselves. And this leads us into something. Robert Garrison, do you, have either of you ever heard of the G seventy seven? Uh, is that like the seventy seven countries that have the most money? Well, that uh, that that's the that's the G seven. Well, yeah, but I was, I was assuming yeah, the no, seventy-seven it's, it's, might be just a longer list. I, no, no I so not. yeah, so so this is this is the other thing from this period that just is is completely lost. That's almost completely lost to history. And the G seventy-seven is actually still around, but what what they are was so 
in in the sixties, you, you know, you you have all of these countries that have recently gained independence in sixties and seventies. All these countries that have gained independence um, from their sort of colonial overlords, and they start to band together into a, basically a voting block in the UN. And also, I, this is the other, the other weird part about the story is that so in the nineteen seventies and sixties seventies in particular, the UN actually matters. Like it's it's a it's a, it's a thing that people yeah actually there was that like twenty ish yeah. years after World War Two where people were yeah. like maybe I mean. A good example of the degree to which the UN actually used to be meaningful is watch the first Street Fighter movie, um, <laughs> because the good guys in that are clearly based off the UN, and nobody thinks it's ridiculous that the United Nations are actually doing something. Um, it's fine to have Jean-Claude Van Damme be the leader of the United Nations, fist-fighting a guy. That that makes total sense in the early yeah. 1990s. And, you know, and so in, in part of, we'll talk about this more next episode, but the, basically, so the, the reason the UN is a joke right now is because of what the US was doing to stop the G77 from doing anything. I mean, I would so, argue that fail, massive failures in Rwanda and uh, uh, Bosnia had a huge impact on that. Too, that too, yeah. A couple I think, of genocides go down and people are like, well, what are these guys doing? But yeah. 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 Well, this is, this is, this is how they got dysfunctional to the point where you can get that. Yeah. Which is, okay. so- so okay, so the, the, you have you know, and the, you have a bunch of countries that call themselves you know the the, the term they use for themselves is the third world, mm-hmm. and they come together to form this group, and it's 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 a really weird ideological mixed bag. Like I mean, you have you know you have you have like actual socialists like Tanzania's Julius Nyerere and uh, Michael Borley in Jamaica. You've also got like Gaddafi and the Bathists, and like both Gaddafi both was a socialist. Come on. <laughs> Yeah, uh, leftist paradise, Gaddafi's Liby- Libya. Um, you know, okay. okay I, my, yeah. my 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 most contrarian hot take is that Salah Jadid was like actually kind of an ML who was the he was he was briefly the the the, the Baathist in charge of Syria and then he got overthrown mm-hmm. by uh, Hafez al-Assad. But both of well, them I mean, are part of this. There's definite like actual like Marxist, you know, Lenin. There some like especially in the old school Baathists, like there were aspects of that. There was socialism kind of within it. It just it would be nonsense to, like, for example, call Saddam Hussein's Baathist oh, yeah, no. a socialist <laughs> guys are, yeah. yeah, no. Um, yeah, and, you know, and you can already see, like, this, this, is, this, is a, this is a real grab bag. And you have, there's also just a bunch of random Latin American countries, like, none of whom you can call socialist. And then there's also Saudi Arabia and Thailand are, are in this group. Okay. To get a sense of how fractious this is, India and Pakistan are also both part of this, and they fight two full-scale wars while they're both in the G77. Actually, that's not even true. There's two full-scale wars, and then there's, like, another half war they fight in the 90s. Yeah. So th- this, yeah, like, all, all the people in this thing are fighting, are literally fighting wars against each other. It, it's kind of a mess. And, you know, it's found, it's founded in, in the mid-60s. And until 1974, it's kind of, their, their whole thing is we have moral authority, like we're yeah, like we're you know we're we're, we're like we 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 have the authority of all of these nations have colonized us for a long time, and we're going to use that. But in in, in the seventies, you know, the, the oil embargo happens, and a lot like most, I think all most of the OPEC states are 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 in, um, are 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 in the G seventy seven, and they look at they look at the oil embargo and they look at OPEC raising prices. And they go, wait, we can do this too. And the OPEC states are like, oh, hey, we can use this to push the, you know, we can use it to like push the whole power of like of the third world. And they, they, their plan to do this is something called the New International Economic Order, 
which is also something that no one has ever heard of that is extremely important that has just so I guess the spoiler alert is that this this movement gets crushed so thoroughly that nobody knows what the new economic order is and the third world is now a slur. But yeah. you know the the thing that they're trying to do is create a new calls the new international economic order a trade union of the poor. And so it, it's it's this thing they're trying to get passed through the UN that would in, you know just designed to sort of ensure the economic sovereignty of these developing nations. Um and I'm I'm, I'm going to read a list of the stuff that's in here. Um, so, A, an absolute right of states to control the extraction and marketing of their domestic natural resources. B, the establishment and recognition of state-managed man- resource cartels to stabilize and raise commodity prices. C, the regulation of transnational corporations. D, no-strings-attached technology transfers from north to south. E, the granting of preferential uh, trade preferences to countries in the South, and F, forgiveness for, for certain debts that uh, states in the South owe to the North. So this is like, th- act, th- this thing, if the International Economic Order had ever been implemented at all, it would have completely reversed, the basically completely reversed the balance of economic power, f- shifting it basically from countries like the US, or like, you know, Western Europe, like Japan, that are these giant manufacturing powerhouses, Two countries that produce, you know, raw materials, and there would have, you know, and the other thing that would have happened from this is, you have these the, the, the no strings you have a like debt relief for the global south, and also these these technology transfers, and the plan is basically to create a, a bunch of mini OPECs for just or not even mini OPECs, create OPECs basically for every commodity. So you know you'd have like an OPEC, but it's for like bauxite or like copper. And, you know, they would use, they would, you know, you, you have all these OPECs and each one of them uses their power and they all cooperate to, 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 to make sure that there's a stable price for, for all of these commodities. And an, another part of this is that it's supposed to basically enshrine the right of countries to be able to just like nationalize resource companies. So, you know, you have like a British oil company. I was like, well, we just take it out. Now it's ours. And... The threat of this is great enough that if you read conservatives in the era, they will say things like the Soviet Union is no longer a threat. The greatest danger to the West today is the G77. Yeah. And yeah. Huh. And this is this. Yeah. It's it's these these people are enormously right powerful. past that. Yeah, yeah. No, no one even remembers this anymore. And, and it's it's because largely it's because of just how just unbelievably badly these guys got stomped. Um, you know, and, and one of the other things that happens out of the product of this is this is where the G7 comes from. And it's originally, and I think this is another thing. Oh. So, yeah, <laughs> the, the, the other funny part about this, so the G7 is originally a secret alliance. Like, through, this whole, through the whole 70s, nobody knows G7 exists. It's basically, it starts as this, like, secret meeting of a bunch of uh, finance ministers, and eventually they, they add uh, Canada and I think Japan to it, and it goes up to seven members. And, you know, I mean, they, they, they have a couple of things they're trying to deal with. They're trying to deal with the economic collapse. But one of the big thi- like, one of the biggest things they're dealing with is the G77 and OPEC. And... This, this, the result of this is this, these enormous series of fights in, uh, implausibly, the United Nations Conference on Trade and Development, which is, I think, this, this, is, this is the last time ever that the fate of the entire world would be decided in a battle in, like, a subcommittee of the UN. And there's, there's years and years and years of negotiations between, well, the, the G7 hasn't, like, openly declare itself as G7 is sort of just it's basically the 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 rich european countries so it's canada france 
Germany, Italy, the UK, the US, and and Japan, like for, form this alliance and are like locked in together in order to stop the G seven from G seventy seven from doing anything. And this is this is the this is the other you know the, the other crisis that the neoliberals are responding to is it's it's not just and in many ways this is the one that scares them more because you know it's not just that there's an economic crisis it's not just that like capitalists are afraid because they're losing money it's if this stuff goes through the entire balance of power in the entire global economy is going to change and it's it's going to swing into the favor of a bunch of non-western countries and probably more and most importantly for the neoliberals they're going to enshrine the right of states to take things away from corporations and regulate them and this is just absolutely completely unacceptable to both the neoliberals and just every single other organization that's even tangentially involved with sort of the western nations Pride from Tomboy X, celebrating pride in the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women, creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection, obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes three extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Eugene Fodor. Gene, we'll boot it. Much of the joy you will find on the road comes from the person you share it with. So you write the books, Gene, and Vlastar on the business. I understand now. He's a wise man who marries a wiser woman. But be careful and choose your travel partner well, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. Get down! I'm not stupid, Gene. Something is going on, and it's high time you tell me the truth. Freeze, Americano! Huh? Oh! Gene, run! So travel before it's too late. Your money will return. Your time won't. And we're all too quickly approaching that final destination. Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, I'm home. Everyone knows that it's dad's job to be a bit of a joker. Sorry I'm late, everyone. There was an accident at the factory. Monty fell into the upholstery machine. Don't worry, though. He's fully recovered. <sighs> Good one, dad. <sighs> Did you get the pizza for dinner? 
so he likes to keep everyone happy with some dad jokes. Yep, right here. I had a coupon, and it saved me a lot of dough. Well, the truth is, dad is just a fun guy. Hey, I'm not a mushroom. Please stop. Where does he get these stupid jokes from? He listens to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast. Oh, great. More dad jokes for me. We've delivered over 15,000 jokes to over 3 million listeners, and man, the postage fees are killing us. Listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So the neoliberals, I talked about this a bit in the last episode, which is that they've been working on a strategy in order to take power that doesn't rely on states. And so what they've been doing for about 20 years is essentially infiltrating and working their way up through like take, basically basically taking over uh, the International Monetary Fund and the World Bank, who in this period, and this is another thing I think is, is very weird and hard to remember, which is that the IMF and the World Bank, like there was a time when they weren't completely evil. Like, like the IMF was basically set up to make sure that countries wouldn't just run out of money, right? It was supposed yeah. to give people like, yeah, and the World and Bank was supposed can, to be And it's, it's turned into sort of this like international debt system for, yeah. for poorer countries where they're, yeah, always in yeah, hot and, and being forced into austerity yep. measures and the like. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that, but that, that didn't used to be true. It used to be, you know, the, the IMF had a bunch of Keynesians in it and same with the World Bank and both, both the IMF and the World Bank's leadership for a lot of this period wanted to negotiate. And, you know, and I think this is, this, this is, this is, this is where we're going to leave it here with basically the, 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 the entire world is in an epochal crisis. There is the, the, all the economies are collapsing. The, the, the sort of the, 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 the armies of, of the anti-colonial like world are, are moving. And the, the, the G77 looks like it's, it's literally on the verge of, of, you know, completely restructuring the economic system in a way that actually would have been slightly more fair and just than what the system that existed then, which was also infinitely more just and fair than the system that exists now. And next episode, we're going to talk about how this all fell apart and how there was a choice in the seventies between either corporations can make money or people can have things. And the, 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 the product of what the neoliberals are going to do in the next episode is that they're going to, their solution to this problem is to tell the entire wretched of the earth to eat shit and die. And yeah, that's, that's, that's the episode. It's yeah. Yeah. History. Yeah. It's, it's Fun. a time. Um, okay. Uh, well, we got any, uh, we got any, any pluggables? What do we, what do we do at the end of episodes? Sophie, where are we? Thank you. Who for, are we? Thank you for listening. We'll be back on a day at a time, maybe. We're not hearing you, Sophie. I think you're muted. I'm not muted. I'm not muted. Oh, what? there we go. I'm not okay. muted. I haven't been muted the whole time. We didn't hear you. We yeah, I just randomly halfway that's, through. Just that's so weird. Uh, yeah. I, I, I said we'll be back on a day or a time. In the yeah, meantime. at some point we'll be back. Find us then. Yeah. Uh, and find us tomorrow, unless this comes out on Friday, in which I case, this is coming go on Friday. be this with is, your family. This, be with this the ones is you go, love. This is dropping on Friday. Adopt a cat. Adopt two cats. 
Maybe four. Adopt three cats. Four. Adopt four cats. Yeah. Get a number of cats greater than the number you have and put them in your house. We'll see you on Monday. It Could Happen Here is a production of Cool Zone Media. For more podcasts from Cool Zone Media, visit our website, coolzonemedia.com, or check us out on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find sources for It Could Happen Here updated monthly at coolzonemedia.com slash sources. Thanks for listening. Happy Pride from Tomboy X, celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene was wounded! But be careful. Because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.